this week on This Galarian Life, the dwarfs are on the road. But you're pretty sure you rested your balls directly on the pommel of the saddle? So, you're kind of in a bad way. It seems like an easy path ahead. And, and we had our first female police chief. That's a feminism. <laughs> but life is definitely different beyond the walls of Krogodon. Do you have a plastic tumbler? What's plastic? Uh, <laughs> you know what a Moscow mule is? Don't know forces beyond everyone's control descend. I don't know what you're looking for. I don't know why you come to me, but I, I don't know if I can handle this anymore, so... I'm willing to listen. Can anyone truly keep order? The task at hand is to watch this woman, Penny. Make sure she doesn't go off the deep end. Make sure she doesn't do anything unbecoming of the goddess. Listen to find out. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this Galarian life. This week, we are continuing our little dwarf adventure. I think we've all had had fun doing it so far and it's going to be going on for a couple more weeks but obviously if you're keeping up that doesn't mean we're not dealing with the main storyline a little bit this is all in an effort to uh, set up the future now that the big boss of the campaign is a little more prominent than he was before so i hope you all are enjoying that i don't have really any news or announcements or anything big going on this week so i'll keep this a little short just follow us review us like us do whatever you do to your favorite podcast. As we'll just jump right up into it. Presenting episode 79 In Laws and Orders. Ba ba bum. Teresia, you just got a letter. Did a singing telegram? You just got a letter. You just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. <laughs> <laughs> This might this might be a record for how quickly we've gotten sidetracked. That was literally one sentence. Sorry. <laughs> I said I said a sentence. A uh, cleric of the Eomade shows up, Teresia, at your your in room. The cleric and, shows up. Yeah, uh, it's like a Pony Express kind of thing where they just pass it on from church to church, and it eventually kind of makes its way there. It's not a cleric, you know, but it is a cleric whose job is specifically to uh, deliver uh, high-priority mail. Fella fella or a lady fella? How dare you? Well, Answer carefully. How dare you make assumptions? I... <laughs> I day knows no gender, only the blade. I open the door. It's good to see you. Letter. We'll take this out for a cup of tea. Rest your legs. Rest. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I've got more letters to... Uh, pass on fair Teresia, but this one was of most high priority. I hope hope the information in it finds you well. It shall, brother. Thank you. May the goddess be with you. And she slaps her fist to her breastplate. Uh, he does the same thing except weaker, because he's a baby. I've only got ten strength. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, he's got eight, because he's an actual cleric. But, he, but he's very handsome. So he just sits down at, at her desk, her writing desk, with this letter, and opens it with full tiny... It's, it's, it's a miniature version of her sword. It's a little tiny mithril letter opener. And she cuts it open. <laughs> Bluey bullshit got a mithril letter opener? It gives me it gives me dex to it, so it's very useful. <laughs> that's what she spent all of her money from the, the siege on, is this one letter opener, and that's canon now. It's got a butterfly on the end. You Desna motherfucker. Ferris Teresia, thank you for keeping us informed on all the goings-on in Nirmathos. I hope your mission is going well. Seemingly, it is... 
going excellent with the information you provided about the Herald. What is even more worrisome is your discovery of the woman, Penny. As you know, any evil on this world should be eliminated, but in cases where it's not expedient to eliminate it, it must be watched with great, great detail. This is our task for you now. The Herald you speak of, the Herald you have offered yourself to, while very noble of you, the task at hand is to watch this woman, Penny. Make sure she doesn't go off the deep end. Make sure she doesn't do anything unbecoming of the goddess. Xerix, while important, should be a second priority to you. So if you ever have to choose, choose eliminating evil. Because if this woman is really a herald of Aridin, she can take care of herself. Any other information you find, please deliver it in haste by the goddess's blade. Treasure gets done up reading the letter and sipping on her sleepy time tea and uh, tosses the letter gently into the fire and she returns to her thought of meditation. Meanwhile, across town, quiet little bar in a quiet little part of the town sits three people at a table. Laura and two people you've just met. Supposed in-laws. People who claim to be the true parents of your husband. So I'm confused because Greg definitely said that he grew up with the Tullers in... Yes, this is this is true. We it's a bit of a long story, but in in our youth, we were part of a group of Desnites. Uh, we were pilgrims living off the land, just being loosey goosey followers of Desna. Look, I'm great. I'm like slightly prejudiced against followers of Desna, and you're feeding into my prejudices. Please stop trying to stop that. <laughs> Don't worry, it gets better. They're actually hobgoblins. So, we... Two of the greatest things that have ever happened to us happened simultaneously. One night, we realized that Eliana here was with child. And, on that same night, I had a vision of the child. He was to do great, great things. Those great things would not, unfortunately, involve us. So... When he was born, we gave him up for adoption to a family in Corvosha. And this is where he lived his days. I regret it every day that we gave him up. But looking at you all now, at least he got the opportunity to have the family that we never could. And I hope that, at the very least, brought him joy. Laura just kind of takes a long drink from whatever beverage, probably an ale, I'd imagine so. Greg did take a lot of pride in his family. But I still just, from what he always told me about the Tullers, I don't imagine them as the adopting type. How'd you, I mean, maybe it was just Greg being a hateful grump, but he always said the Tullers were money-obsessed Chalaxians. We didn't have a lot of contact with the Tullers, but what from, from what we understood, they were very wealthy, and at the time, were worried that they would never be able to bear a son, so... They struck a deal with us for our child. That's kind of where we leave off the story. If he had siblings, we don't know. If they turned things around, we don't know. But a family with means seemed good for a boy that would someday, if our visions were correct, see some sort of greater purpose. Hmm. Well, I suppose that's fair. What have you all been doing these... God, how old are me and Greg? We're like in our 50s on this thing. These fuckers are old. Well, that's... uh. Interesting you bring up. It was he 
Greg would have probably been about five years old at the time, but we eventually grew out of our hippy-dippy lifestyle and became red-blooded American conservatives. Good. Just kidding. That would be ridiculous. Oh. But, but we... We found a new path. We still obviously believe in Desna and have connections to her church, but we found a new sort of organization to follow. The Iron Fang Leech. No, just kidding. <laughs> Laura, Laura laughs as she puts her dagger back in the sheet. <laughs> that would have been wild, wouldn't it have? As he jokes on his trick. Oh, it would have. I can't divulge too much information obviously but we are a organization that works to maintain the peace in certain parts of the world and right now it seems like Nirmathos is where the greatest strife is happening so we come here and you know we use the opportunity to find our child this might sound strange but our organization more or less follows the guidelines of an ancient god, an old god, a dead god. We follow the prescriptions of Aridin. We follow Aridin? Well, or not the, the ideas of Aridin? It is a philosophical organization at best, which is why we still maintain ties to Desna. But there are things about Aridin's word, Aridin's last prophecies that bring us here. Any in particular? I mean, I mean, I know like there's things going on in the world, and I know there's a war going on. But Malthun and Nermathos fight all the time. I mean, this Iron Fang Le- Legion is new, but Laura, we don't know you super well at this point, obviously. But this information, why we're here, isn't even really at our pay grade we have seen this organization work and do great great things so we kind of just do what they ask of us and our leadership is kind and generous and effective so when they tell us to come to Nirmathos and give us certain missions we tend to follow through so we don't necessarily aren't high enough in the ranks to understand why we're here right now, but we know this is the place we need to be, if that makes any sense. And I'm sure it doesn't. I'll say. Given your connection to our son, if we knew anything that would be helpful to you, or anything at all to ease your worries, we would certainly let you know. I do have a question. Greg had this strange pocket watch. He had some ridiculous story about a fox leaving it for him or something, and it was always kind of a good luck charm for him. Hmm. And recently there's been some strangeness with our son Daniel, with uh, something about a prophecy with the woodsman. Hmm. Greg was the woodsman before, but with his passing, it passed to his son, and it had something there, to do with the pocket watch. In Aridin's last writings, there was discussion of heralds that he would bring forth to bring peace. From our baseline understanding, the woodsman is one of those heralds. I do not know how it would pass from one person to another, and I do not necessarily know anything of a pocket watch. You say... A fox. It's been forever since I heard him tell the story, but if I remember correctly, he was out in the woods one day and it was left behind for him by fox or something. Do not know of any items associated with the heralds. 
this is very, very curious. I was actually about to ask you if Greg ever achieved his greatness, the things that we saw, but apparently he was going along the same path that we were. Can you tell me, in his role, if he was the woodsman, in his role as the woodsman, do you think he achieved what he wanted to? And she kind of looks sad as she says it, because I think she knows the answer. He was instrumental in the the foundation of a new town for the survivors of our town, the refugees. He fell slaying a dragon, and he definitely was a woodsman for the group of adventurers that he traveled with. I definitely feel like he was sorely missed at this siege, and I feel like this war is far from over. Was he... was he good? He was better than me. Well, unless you have any more questions for us, we've got business to attend to. We we will be around when you need us. In trying times like this, I'm sure, although we are not family yet, it would be nice to have some sort of family around. Were they here whenever, or was Daniel or uh, Laura around? Sarah? Not Laura. Uh, Daniel, I think, brought you the news, but I don't think he, he didn't talk to them. He didn't know who they were. He was just told they were looking for you. Hmm. Well, I believe uh, I'm going to be traveling out on a mission soon, but... I imagine your grandkids would like to meet you. That that would be lovely. Leader of our organization is actually coming to town today, so we have a brief little meeting with him, but perhaps we could meet for dinner? That sounds good. Thank you, Laura. I'm glad that Greg ended up with a woman such as you. Maybe that is truly what his greatness was, was to marry you and bring forth children that could be good and maybe change the world. Wow! Meanwhile, in the well past, said. the sun cracks over Kragadon. Uh, crack. <laughs> All right, folks. Like the ass. Last week, you were given. <laughs> yes, it's true. Last week, you were all given a level up in some amount of gold with which to provision yourselves. I assume you have done that off camera, and if you have not, that sucks. Yes. I still need to buy something, but I'm so well kitted out already. Do you want us to talk real quick about those characters, or do you want us to Yeah, just... so go ahead and tell me very briefly uh, how level 6 treated your boys and your girls, and if you bought any fun gear, and then we will proceed to the horses. I'll go first. Um, I bought a PlayStation 3 with Hot Shots Golf uh, World Tour, and uh, my character now has more hit points and 7 attacks. Thank you. <laughs> um, meat or Bean, not Meatwad, I'm the other one, uh, got a plus two boat because he said that I could, and um, higher AC because that's what gunslingers get, and now I have two attacks. So, rock on. Uh, I'm now a level four fighter and a level two barbarian, which means basically nothing, but I got a bonus feat. So I took a greater overrun, and then I bought uh. some. Some very nice gauntlets. I gauntlets. Got some... Gauntlets of the skilled maneuver. Which give me a plus two to overrun. I actually uh. got armor, a shield, and some armor enhancing ring and necklace. Very and then there. I got an extra level and I got an extra spell. Splurge don't do anything at level. I didn't even get a bab increase. Um I got a little bit of I got a little bit of improvement all around. Uh got me another combat feat for being a uh, war priest um, spells went up a little bit. Got like an extra one in each class. Um, 
I still haven't decided what I'm going to get, but it's probably going to be hitting people with a hammer related. Or shield related. Very good. All right. Uh, as set forth by Prince Great Hammer, you are leaving at dawn. As you all leave your domiciles and make your way down towards the stables, you notice the city of Kragadon is waking up uh, with its trademark dwarven industry. You hear the hammering of metal at the forges. You see the traders getting their banners out and opening up their stalls in the city square. Uh, offhand, you know that trading with Malthune is not really occurring anymore, but that has not slowed down the number of traders coming. Although with how supply demand works, uh, the prices aren't quite as good as they used to be. But that's never stopped a dwarf before by God. So the horses are all arranged at the stables. There's a royal guard waiting for you. They're all fine war horses. Uh, not really wearing much armor, but you do notice they have nice riding saddles. That should assist some of you who don't have much experience in saddles. He greets you. Brothers, sisters. Hello. Hello, what's up? I provisioned these mounts for you. Hopefully they are to your liking. Oh, thank you. What's my horse's name? You know, I didn't check. I suppose you can give it one. I'm going to call my meat horse. I'm going to call my bean horse. That's cute. I like your name too. Thank you. I can also call my bean horse. It's a good name. You got to call him Bean Horse Jr. because he's just a little bit shorter, Tim. Bean Horse Jr. Perfect. What about you, Mr. Walgallinson, sir? Mm, I'll call mine Shoe. <laughs> I like that. I'm glad to know they churn good spears for the mission of that. The whole city of Kragadon hopes, prays for your safe passage. Here, take this map, and if you turn your eyes to roll 20. As you see here, we're right there in Kragadon, up here in the mountains. The best route is to Canterate, 100 some odd miles there. Should take you mm, around about 10 days to make it. Yeah, Gavin, that map is not scaled right, so don't even try. <laughs> That's 50 feet. I can get there in two turns. Yes. As you travel, I recommend you cut southeast towards the towards the forest. Don't go towards Borgonza. That's only going to be a waste of time. We have not had much contact with Malthoon for the past couple of years. They're not openly hostile, as you know, but it might still be best to avoid them if at all possible. And Nermathos being what Nermathos is, bandits are not an uncommon sight along the roadways. So cut to the forest, make a quick north loop around to Canterate. That's the capital. Present the letters we've given you, and you should have safe passage. Oh, thank you. Nice meeting you, good boy. Yes, we look to your return within a month. Oh, okay. Whole oh, month? That's such a long time. Have oh. any of you ever left the city before? Uh, no. Once. And then where'd sorry. you go, Miss Beam? Um, you know, I just walked out a couple miles outside the city, and I um, was looking for my brother, and then it turned out he didn't actually leave the city. He was in Kragadon the whole time. Oh, little sneaker. Like there's a tear in the guard's eyes. Such love for a sibling. Truly a model dwarf. Good luck, children of Torag. I wish you the best. He steps away and lets you mount your horses. Oh, this is exciting. Yes. As you slowly canter through the city, this conversation took a couple minutes. You know, the more things are opening up, more shops are going. The gates are being opened up. You can hear the large chains pulling. You see guards walking along the bastions, checking their bows. You see a couple cool cannons up on the wall. That's kind of a dwarven thing. They're pretty neat. They can really, really fuck up the soldiers, say, in a sieging army. And as you pass through some side streets towards the main parade grounds, uh, you know, you hear the clatter of people waking up and getting about their business. You know, the dwarves usually wake up before almost any other race in the city. This is just a dwarf thing. But you see some humans lighting their lanterns. You see the smoke from cook fires rising from the chimneys of homes. And then, as you walk past a stone row house, uh, you see the door fly open. And you hear, you hear a, a woman shouting from the tone of her voice. You can tell it's a gnome. 
Truxton, you get the hell out of here. You were in my puss again. I know you were. I know you were and you bought drugs. You don't need that anymore. Not during the week, Truxton. Get out. No, it's an, inve it's an investment. It's an investment. And as he's saying that, flip them, uh, and I'm going to bring you back twice the money that you had. You see a small dwarf flying out the door as a throne. Uh, for some reason, especially for you, uh, Meatwad, it looks a lot like a character you used to see on uh, the old drawing books, uh, a Mo from The Simpsons. It's kind of hard to... <laughs> and as he lands on the ground, he stands up and... What just trucks are doing to get kicked out of another another house? God damn it. Well, hey, she didn't check my pockets, so that's something. <laughs> and your horses continue on towards the gates. <laughs> How'd that go? I like that guy. That was fun. That was beautiful. He could be a brave adventurer someday. Just hope he remembers cast resist cold. I don't trust gnomes that are always crafting things. They'll just duct tape anything. I once saw one try and duct tape a knife to a crossbow. He didn't do it right. But do you think that a knife to a crossbow would be effective, Mr. Walgollinson, sir? I suppose as an improvised bayonet, one could do it, but uh, gnome craftsmanship is spotty at best. Meanwhile, I am currently attaching a knife to my shotgun. <laughs> I follow suit. <laughs> So we trapped in the wall. Bye, Torah. It's about time I, uh, or unless the gnome stuff still happening. Oh no, no no. It's it's about time I uh, showed you the sixth member of the party. What? Uh, I put my hand in my bag, and out of it, uh, slith slithering around my wrist up my arm, <laughs> a brown and green snake uh, goes up. It has red little eyes, and it gets on my shoulder. Oh, I love it. What is his name? Oh, his name's... Sorry, hold on. Oh, his name! Ah, uh, I, I, I don't say his first name. He gets mad, so just refer to him as Dr. Noodle. Dr. Noodle! Oh, my God! Meat Run! Did you see Dr. Noodle? Spaghetti Meat Spaghetti Meat He's a good guy. He might whisper in your ear. Don't listen to him. Unless you want to. Tell secrets? Cool, I'm gonna hang out with Dr. Nerdle soon. But Gavin, he is very handsome. Thank you. He's also wearing little tiny barrister ropes. It's <laughs> true, he got little ropes. He is, he, you can see I put a fake mustache on his mouth. Well, I guess we keep moving. Indeed you do. You cross <laughs> through the, you cross through the massive gates. God, what's it called? The Porticlus, uh, the main entrance to Kragadon. Again, this is a dwarven sky citadel, built first for war, second for living. It's beautiful. And as you pass through that final gate, deep in your dwarven souls, you feel a bit of safety has left you. You travel down the paved road, down hills, up hills, down hills, up hills, around bends. The sun is rising in the sky. It's now fully morning. And as you crest a horizon, you look back and the sky citadel, you can barely see the very tippy top of one of its final minarets. And you know, this is the furthest you've ever been from home. Oh. You Anybody else get scared of being so far away from Krakadon? I want to. Krakadon sucks. But we might well, run into more non dwarves, and that's a bit worrisome. I like all the dwarves. As long as it's not an orc, I'm cool with it. I don't know. I could go with killing an orc right about now. Always makes me feel better. And I as you say that, and as you say that on another hill, approximately about a mile by your reckoning, uh, cresting another hill ahead of you, 
There is a small wagon caravan, three or four wagons. You kind of notice it offhand. It's probably a merchant caravan. And they're just kind of passing down the road. You'll eventually meet. Okay, here we go. I do warn you. I act differently outside of the city. As this caravan comes into view, you see the driver in the front's a human wearing a straw hat. Barley and other wheats kind of hanging out the back of the wagon. It's being pulled by a team of oxen. They have a handful of guards. You know, a pair of humans carrying spears and a half-orc with a cudgel. As we get closer, I, I wave my hand very brightly and I say, Oh! Fellow travelers! Oh yeah, stop in the morning to you, dwarf. What you doing outside the sky, Citadel? Oh, traveling to Canorat. Canorat. Oh, and what does the dwarf have to do in Malthoon? Business of state. You know how it is. Well, best of luck to you. Be careful when you first pass into Canary. They got quite the, uh, or first pass into Malthoon, they got quite the gathering going on there near the border. Oh, anything we should be worried about? You should be fine. I'd be worried if I was near Mathos, though. Some odd thousands of soldiers. Oh, thank you. Oh, and do you have your paperwork to cross the bridge into the country? We'll find a way. Best of luck to you, travelers. Oh, he's so, so tanned. I hate it. Well, did our soldiers head towards Nirmathas? Perhaps, although you know, just from cultural gestalt, that Nirmathas and Malthun are always fighting, so it doesn't sound too out of the ordinary this, for Malthun to have a camp. Like, this, this sounds like foreclosure. <laughs> what? Go on, says the voice of God. <laughs> That's foreshadowing? Was that, on, was that on purpose? Because I assumed that was on purpose, but if it wasn't on purpose, it'd be so much more funny. It was on purpose, but I'm saying it's for closer. It's oh no, Gorg might have a reversed mortgage crag and another fuck. <laughs> As you travel through the day, you pass other merchants and just passers by on the road. Some farmers wave at you. You see a few small, very small settlements of, uh, you'd call them hill dwarfs. They don't live in the Sky Citadel proper. They more or less live under the boundless sky farming. It's different culturally than your own, but... You can tell they like to see a fellow dwarf. Respectable dwarves farming, not like the human farmers. The first night passes. Tell me what you do at camp. Oh, uh, I can oh, yeah. uh, take all, all, all of you. Go ahead and make ride checks real quick. Oh, motherfucker. Are we getting bonuses from our I've staff? Got, I've got a point in the ride, so now I have a plus nine, and so I got a 13. I got a one. Not a nat one, though. Not a nat one. And, and, by, a one. and by 13, I mean a 23. Six. Any of I'm, you who rolled less than a 10, you are very sore. Uh, Mr. Bugrot, your everything hurts from the waist down. Uh, in fact, Derek, your character was so bad at riding that horse that you're pretty sure you rested your balls directly on the pommel of the saddle. So you're kind of in a bad way. I have a point in ride, too. <laughs> Not much of a point to that point, is there? And it's a class skill, and I still have a negative four. My balls hurt. Full plate. Your balls. So I need to take, like, non-lethal damage. Oh. No, your balls just hurt. It should, it should, you should be fine after a rest, but you will have a negative two on your check tomorrow. If you'd like, I'll take first God watch. Yeah, where, where are you making camp at? So the road is no longer formally paved with stone, but it's still a well-maintained dirt road. So where do you want to make camp? Around you, there's some sparse forest, some grassy hillcocks, what have you. Here in the countryside. <laughs> hillcocks? You heard me. Who's uh. <laughs> that I want to point out that my first two rolls were a nat 20 and a nat 1. So, getting this started off right. I say we go by the trees and kind of kind of hide in the thickets. I added a new condition to the character sheet called Balls Hurt, and I get a minus 2 to ride. Which works in multiple situations, apparently. Take that character sheet away from Barrett. <laughs> right? 
hiding in the forest is not a bad idea while we're sleeping. Okay, make your survival check to hide the camp. Oh, easy peasy. Well, are we hiding the camp or are we just... I figured, no, we're keeping the camp visible, but like, we're just not going to camp right on the road. I, I guess a survival check to find a good little spot would be appropriate. I got a 19 somehow. Rolled I got a 23. Who wants to, who wants to cook the food tonight? Oh, <gasps> Jesus Christ. We go on Kingmaker on this motherfucker. Me, Rod, and Bean know how to cook. All right, what are you trying to cook? Me, Rod, what would you like to cook? No noodles, please. Bread, cheese, tomato soup. Oh, that's delightful. I'll do the cheese and you do the soup. Okay, with those checks, uh, Samuel rolled an eight, I think. So, the bisque could be better. He made it more into a paste. Samantha, oh. if you like to roll either soup. Oh, my. But the grilled cheese is one just the right amount of fucking butter. Just, I rolled I mean, a 27. It sounds strange. I'm used to having my Instapot. Tell me more about this grilled cheese, Jeff. Oh, it's oh, fucking I made fun. it. Let me tell you about it. Bean, by all means. So we've got three different layers of cheese. We have a gorgonzola. Oh. We have a bit of uh, pecorino. And then we have a nice, <laughs> soft cheddar. Shut the fuck up, butt rock. (laughs) (laughs) So we put this on a nice ciabatta bread with a little bit of olive oil and freshly made non-pasteurized butter. And then we cook it over the fire until it's nice and melty. Then you gotta cook it again to get some of that little crusties on it. In fact, this grilled cheese is so good you will all have two temporary hit points per level. And and a plus two bonus to ride. No, absolutely not. <laughs> although, although uh, Bugrod, as you eat the grilled cheese, your your balls swell with pride and they no longer hurt so much. I will take off the balls hurt condition. Very good. All right, motherfucker. This is day two on the road. I got my tally marks going. Much the same as yesterday. More caravans, more traders. It's a little bit less populated as before. You know, you see some small roads branching off here and there. You get delayed for a second because you're stuck behind a big threshing machine led by a gnome. You're not quite sure how it works, but you do know it takes up the entire goddamn road. Gnome farmers are garbage. Uh, as you say that, Bug Rot, he looks at you with bright yellow eyes. Oi! You don't like my cinnamon trays? No, cinnamon is bad, and gnomes are gnomes. Well, at least I know how to ride in a fucking saddle, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be saying that if my balls didn't hurt. And he turns off into the field and you see a bunch of worrying gizmos and arms start hitting the uh, the plants growing there. Fuck that guy. Unless there's anything in particular the party wants to do, uh, you will I kind of want to kill that loom. No! He's my friend! Uh, I think that's a massive construct there. Gotta be careful. I can overrun it. I, I don't think you can. <laughs> on this, the fall of the second night on the road, you won't be camping in the woods. There's actually a small tavern you've approached. As you approach this small town that's within the cavern, they don't really have walls. They have like a, a short wall, probably more for looks than anything else with whitewashed. It's a human village. You estimate no more than, you know, 50 people live in the town proper. No real trading or post to speak. But they have a small inn. Would you like to stay there tonight? Yes! I'm going to hit up the tavern and get my favorite drink. Balsamic vinaigrette, vodka on ice. All right. <laughs> lodging, is, lodging, is as, lodging is as follows. In the horse stables for one gold, in the basement for two, in a proper room for four, and in the fancy room for ten gold. I'll splurge you know. and drop the 50, 50 gold. 
for everybody. Actually, I kind of want to just stay in the basement. It's been a minute since I've been underground, and it feels weird. Hey, Meat Rob. Yep. Want to sleep in the horse stables with me? Sure. I love sleeping on the hole. Well, we're keeping on the horses. I have a feeling that Bean Horse is going to get stolen. Yeah, I got a feeling about that, too. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry about it, so you spent all this mo- you're offering to pay this money for us, and if we're all so un- ungrateful, I'll gladly sleep in the uh, the fancy room you bought for me. Oh, you're no. welcome. More room service for all of us. Hey, mate, we could all have a pizza party. I mean, about 1 a.m., Meatwad and Bean are going to get tired of sitting in the horse stables and definitely come to the fancy room. There are leftover pizzas. We'll get to that in, in a moment. All right, so I assume you all go into the in proper, hang out in the tavern on the lower level for a little while, get your meals, have your drinks, hear the music. Yeah. Jeff? Yes. Is this just your way to start the campaign in a tavern? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so, as you enter the tavern, you've got maybe 10 to 15 people in there, you know, mostly farmers resting their bones after a long day. Uh, maybe another group of travelers. Uh, there's a young human lady in the corner playing the dulcimer and a, uh, a halfling male singing. It's a, you know, it's a pretty simple song about a, a prince and a lady he locks and how she's common blood, but he still loves her. It's 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 pretty it's pretty nice. Ridiculous uh, fantasy. As the tavern yes, as yeah. the, the tavern keeper approaches you all sitting at your table drinking your ales or whatever it may be. Hello? Not cool. Haven't seen a group of dwarves this large come by in a while. What brings you to the small town? Top secret <laughs> <laughs> We are traveling on a diplomatic mission, my friend. A diplomatic mission to what, Malthoon? No. I'm so confused. Is this mission supposed to be secret or not? I don't know, Dwarves, is it? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I, don't oh, them, I don't remember them. I don't remember it ever being a prerequisite of don't fucking tell nobody because it is suspicious as fuck. I'll just tell you this. We're up to absolutely no good at all. So you better stay away from us or I'll break your fucking pool stuff over your head. Don't listen to him. It's been Damn. a long day. I just his balsamic vinaigrette. He eyes the shotgun across your back. As you say, Lord Jamorpha. Well, you know, in my trade, we don't just provide beds, food, and drink, but information too. Do you have any news out of Kragadon you'd be willing to share? Oh yeah. So there was a uh, there was this big uh, thing down on the ground. It was quite scary. Go on, please. And and we had our first female police officer, or police chief. That's a feminism. You want me once catch phrases to be that's a feminism. The tavern keeper's just looking at you. Magadan's developing a new toxic weapon. I won't give you any hints, but it involves taping a knife to your weapon. It's great to hear. Could I get a drink, please? Oh, yes, by all means. What would you like? Well, just around for everybody. He looks at you, he looks you up and down. He looks you up and down and sees your barracks of clothing. That'll be two gold apiece. Oh, of course, of course. But you're charging me a bit more, but I don't blame you. Can I have my drink order ready? What would you like, my lady? I would like a Moscow meal, please. Oh, we just ran out of tin cups. I apologize. No, I haven't. In, uh, do you have a plastic tumbler? What's plastic? Uh, <laughs> you know what a Moscow mule is, but you don't know <laughs> Do you have a, a wooden wine glass? <laughs> Say that again! Say it again! Uh, uh, the, tavern, the tavern keeper coughs into his head. I suppose a mule and a 
wooden cup can do uh, anything else for the table. No, no. She asked. thralls. Extra arm slices, please. Asked for a wooden glass. Would take <laughs> nothing less <laughs> and nothing more. <laughs> can, I have, can I have a lemon to suck out? Tavern Keeper walks away going behind the bar. I need some he's, salt, he, too! I'm putting a finger into the serving girl's face as if giving her very explicit instructions. Uh, you have a little conversation carried across the small tavern. Um, the bard, who, well, the singer, the little halfling, uh, talks to the girl playing the dulcimer, and they switch up the songs a little bit, go into the next set. The first song they play is about the freedom of Nirmathas from the rule of Malthun, as you all know. Malthun and Nirmathas were originally part of a much larger country, that, then they rebelled against it, and the people of Nirmathas decided that shortly after that war was over, that the leaders they had in Malthun were no good, so they broke away. Malthun, it's kind of a China-Taiwan situation a little bit, where Malthun's pretty sure that Nermathos is actually part of its country. But as you all know, uh, Nermathos is fiercely independent. The dwarves, or the bard, then starts singing a song about the dwarves in Kragadon. Uh, it's not the happiest song. They are somewhat bemoaning the dwarves for playing both sides and not coming to the defense of the free peoples of Nermathos against the imperial tyranny of Malthun, only chasing the best copper. I like your songs. Yeah, uh, as you say that, the bard kicks the open dulcimer case as if saying, hey, if you like our songs, why don't you tip us for them? I give him five gold. Jesus, shit, okay. Uh, give, sea shanty. God, don't, don't know anything about gold, do you? Um, I give them two gold, respect. Well, holy shit. Well, uh, in that case, the songs change a little bit, and now it's a song about the glory of the dwarves striking up from the earth and fighting back oh. the evils of the world. No, those songs suck. Go back to the ones where the dwarves were the bad guys. I order a cider and I just watch my companions destroy this tavern. We don't know anything by the wiggles. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so they start playing a somewhat dirty song about a woman who fell for a dwarf and then learned that the height scales all the way through. <laughs> I'm so sure this isn't the wiggles, but I'll take it. <laughs> And then they start singing a song about a fire truck by the Wiggles. Thank you. <laughs> I took them two guys. We go to ride the whole day, folks. You know Wiggles. Oh wait, you know that song that goes like, "All I want is a cup of cup of coffee, made in the cup of cup of coffee." Do you know the Wheels on the bus? That's a good one too. What's a bus? The Wheels on the bus, cover. It's like a big wagon. And as you party on through the night and get far too drunk and tip out way too much gold, you start sleeping soundly. Tug Dabina and uh, Mr. Meatwad, are you in fact spending your first few hours in the horse stables? Yes. Yeah. All right, are you asleep? Yeah, yeah probably not. Tug Dabina, make a perception check. Uh, Meatwad, make one at negative 10. I rolled a 22 perception check, sir. I rolled a 4. Okay, well, you certainly don't get it. Uh, Tug Dabina, as you lay in twilight in the hay, scratching at yourself, you hear something moving down below by the horses. I go check it out immediately. Kicking my brother as I go. Okay, where exactly are you sleeping inside the horse stables? Well, far away from the door. A couple stables away from the horses because they smell a little bit. I made a big nest out of straw. Um, as you get close, you see a figure inside the sable that holds your horses. What are you doing in there? Uh, you see the figure look up shocked and start darting away down the street. No, stop that! Get back here! What do you want to do? Uh, how far away is he? Uh, you kind of caught him off guard a little bit, but he's about eh, 20 foot away from you. It's very dark outside. I'm going to go up to him and pistol with him. Can you move that far? 20 okay. feet? Yeah, yeah, sure. 
Okay, go for it. Roll the hit. Uh, 19 to hit. Yeah, that does it. How much damage? Uh, two damage, but he's prone now. That's good. As this figure falls to the ground and lands flat on his back, you can see, thanks to your dark vision, this is a young human. Uh, a tween, if you would. What, what, what are you doing? What are you, what's going on? Uh, I was... I was checking out the horses. I, I don't mean any trouble, my lady. Why, why were you checking out the horses? Well, you know, we don't really see horses that great around here too often. I just kind of want to see what a dwarven, uh, dwarven uh, war horse looks like. Can Look, I, 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 I roll sorry. sense motive? Yeah, you sure can. Uh, 23? Yeah, with that, you notice the dagger strapped to his hip. Okay, uh, look at here. You, got, you have a weapon on you, and one, I'm going to give you a hit. It's much better strapped to a crossbow, but two... I think you're fucking lying. He's violated the NAP. Take him down. What's <laughs> oh, He he sits up to his knees. Milady, I'm sorry. It's just I was looking for some rations. Farm that the harvest has been bad this year. And my little sister, she's just so she's so hungry. I'm so sorry. Please don't hurt me. I'll leave. I'll Is give he, you all the gold I have, all the <laughs> copper I have. Really. Does does my sense motive apply to this as well? Does he seem like he's telling the truth? He's not a very good liar, Sam. <laughs> Well, if you were hungry, that's literally all you had to sell. Come here. And I give him half the rations that I have. Okay, hey, what's going on? All right, so Lord and Savior. So you give, you give like a full saddlebag of rations? Well, can, I, can I go back to sleep? Yes, don't worry about it, Mirabad. Just a dream. Okay. Thank you. As, as much as he can carry, but just like my rations. Like I won't give him butt rocks rations. Thank you, my lady. This means so much to us. I, maybe what they say about the dwarves isn't true. Maybe you aren't so selfish. I'm gonna work out a little dot one for now. Just take the food and you get on out of here. If you ever try to kill me in my sleep again, you're dead. <laughs> he rushes off. Meatwad, you wanna go inside? You just so like a sleep. Yeah, let's go inside. Okay. And you all sleep merrily through the night. Dawn breaks! As you travel through the day, it's much the same along this fine pounded dirt road. Uh, the, the hills from before have started to flatten down into prairie. Uh, the trees are a little bit shorter. You see, you know, mostly coniferous trees at this point now, no longer any pines. And you travel near the end of the day, however. Well, not really the end of the day. This would be more of an early evening. You come across a clearing ah. in the woods. Well, not really a clearing. The road cuts through a thicket of trees. Place yourselves on the far left of the map. I'll reveal a little bit of it. I'll be uh, leading. And I will assume you're on your horses. Oh, ideally alongside someone who is better in physical ability than I do. But I just oh. want to be able to open up with my hello. I'm, I'm, I'm good at the front. Okay, you see a human standing with a group of other humans near a little pathway that leads a little bit north into the woods. He's just kind of looking at you. Oh, hello! The terrain on either side of the road is very tough, so it'd be difficult to ride your horses up through it. It's dense underbrush. Hello, what's your name? Oh, my name is not important, but my position is. I'm the law around these parts. I keep these roads safe from brigands and the whatnot. Oh, that's good, because back back a while, we found some people who were saying they were the law, and they tried to jump us. Hey, child, motherfucker. I'm going to fire my shotgun. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. You were not a side cop at birth, Meatwad. Bow down. Bow down. Please, good dwarves, come on down here. I'll give you the news of this land. Uh, we, I approach, at least. All right. I trust behind. Mr. Jamie the Barrister, so I follow him. What news have you? Well, first off, let me introduce myself. My name is Eric. I am appointed sheriff for these lands by the good king of Nermathas. I'm Jamie. Uh, make a make a knowledge of local chat, if you have it. 28. 
Holy yeah, Jamie, you know that never thought ain't got no goddamn king. I have to ask, uh, king, what was the king's name again? Oh, the king's name? Oh, it's simple. You pay me a hundred gold each to pass this road safely, nothing bad happens to you. Gotta keep him safe. That's true! Right. Right. Yeah, looks like my initial reaction right. was correct, and I uh, roll to attack. Wait, Ronald, no, 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 that's a deal. Money for all of us. Hold on. We can bargain this down. Oh, now, oh, how, hold on. How much is your bullets cost, uh, good friend? How much do your bullets cost, uh, my good friend with the shotgun? One of my bullets? Yeah. Mm, I never, I, I make them myself, so I don't know. They're priceless. Okay, so yes, price. You. How much time is it? Maybe, let's say you probably spend five copper of time per bullet. I have no idea what you're talking about right now, but keep going. Five copper, and there's four of you, which is how many bullets it would take to end your lives. Yep. So that's 20 copper, and we'll we'll split it halfway. You get 10 copper and fuck off, or you don't live another day. Yeah, okay, I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I see that you aren't the dwarves to mess with. Perhaps I was mistaken. 20 gold will be more than enough. Hold on, let me... Just get a drink real fast so we can do the negotiation problem. No, hey, I, I shoot at him. I shoot at him. I shoot at him. Yeah, shoot. shoot him. I do. I rolled a 26. Okay. Hold Tori on. has no time for bandits. I would have let this happen. I'm not going to be gonna, intimidated by these. I'm, just, I'm going to get off my horse. Some things have to happen. Gavin, when somebody wants to make a surprise attack when they're in full view, what do they have to roll to do it? So they'd have to make a sleight of hand check All right. to like fool us. But I, I, I do want to say... like 20 sleight of hand. Well, changing the narrative. Eames wanted to do it before he did. So does he get a slack hand check? Or are we talking about the... Oh, uh, I think so. So, okay. Let me roll. <laughs> the two gaslingers are like... Bah, bah. Let me roll a contested slide of hand. Bigard. It's, it's versus perception. <laughs> versus perception? Yeah. You say there? Yeah. Okay, very good. This is the aesthetic of this banditry. Okay, uh, oh, he damn. sees the shit. You, he God sees damn it, Barrister. And he five foot steps, whistles, and swigs something out of his pouch, and you can no longer see him. That's an awful fancy trick. It's fucking Harry Potter over there. <laughs> okay, everybody, go ahead and roll initiative. I'm gonna roll initiative, and I'll be back in two seconds. You got a I got a fifteen. Oof! Roll the five. Doug Beetle, you're up first. Well, these men are in my way, so I'm going to take a full round attack. The one to the very far north is going to have concealment. The rest are open. Uh, does a 23 confirm? Uh, <laughs> which one are you shooting at? Uh, this one down here. Roll for damage. Uh, 46 piercing damage. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that'll do it. He's down as shit. <laughs> uh, does uh, 20 Holy confirm shit. on this one? It does not. It doesn't? Okay, well then no, just 16 damage. Roll, oh, it roll, does? Okay. Yes. For, 40 piercing damage. Okay. Okay, and then for my uh, rapid or my rapid shot, Uh huh. does a 27 hit? Roll concealment. Motherfucker. Oh, damn. <laughs> you shoot into the bush for no apparent reason, you see a sparrow drop dead. Tug to Bina. Yes? Directly to your north. What's your flat foot AC? Uh, a 72. Yeah, what uh, is it actually, though? 16. I'm a very dexy girl. Yeah? Ah. Okay. Now, Gavin, yeah, when somebody makes a sneak attack, is only the first attack sneak if he's invisible? Uh, yes. You do have a plus two to hit because you're invisible, though. Does a uh, 41 hit? Jesus Christ. Actually, let's go ahead and confirm that. Oof. <laughs> no. Does a 29 confirm, Samantha? No. 
all of that? She said yes. It's gonna be like three damage, don't worry. You take 17 damage. <laughs> no, it's actually a total of uh, of 22 damage. I forgot to add the sneak damage from his frost rapier. <laughs> now for the next two attacks. I'm just joking, he did a full move, you can't do that. The gold would have been cheaper than your life, Lady Dwarf. Meet one. Get him, run! The 26 hit? Yeah, just 26 hits. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> They're in the fucking trees, mate. Oh. Meatwad, you take six, and Meatwad, it is now your turn. Don't you... forget your don't forget your two temporary HP per level you all had. Oh, I, I forgot. I'm it. just joking. That was from the night before, fuckers. <laughs> you didn't get it. <laughs> okay, I will shoot the nearest one in the face. Well, okay. the nearest one is just north of Tugnabina, so unless you want to get her in your cone of damage, you might want to move first. 18. An 18? Ooh, baby. Just... Nope, you completely miss. Well, is that how that works, Gavin? Uh, what do you mean? So, for the shotgun, it's, just, it's still targeting AC, right? Touch, Touch AC. AC, yeah. Okay, in that case, you do, in fact, hit, roll damage. It's 14. Okay, very good. Bug. Um, I'm going to overrun this guy. The one who attacked Tugnabina. You're going to overrun him through difficult terrain? Oh, I have feather steps. You step. fucking cockfighter. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 47. Yeah, what's that? Is that That's versus CMD, right? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. beat it by five? Yeah. Okay, so from the overrun, he's going to take uh, 25 points of damage. If it beats it by five, he's prone, which means I get an attack for opportunity from greater overrun. Uh, 27. That hits? Uh, 15 points of damage from the hammer. Very good. I did it. I'm proud of you, Mr. Buttrock. All right, it's time for these fuckers to go. This one will move up here and attack the barrister. Oh, no. Barrister is a 19 hit. It does not. Oh, my. Okay, very good. Barrister, it's your turn. Oh, I will defensively cast a spell. Uh, could that guy make a will save? I suppose he could. It's not a high DC, but... Right, right, right. Well, luckily, he doesn't have a high will. <laughs> he is currently held person. It would suck if someone next to him could pull around coup de grace in this turn. Anyway, I'm done with my turn. Very good. Thank you, Barrister. The wall! Oh, well, I've got some bad news for this asshole. I'm going to pull around coup de grace. Also, uh, Baggles. I forgot, yeah. to add, I forgot to add bleeding to that, but next round I will not. Okay, it is an auto crit. So that's 12 damage on the coup de gras. DC 22 fort save or die. You said DC 22? Yes, fort save. He fails. Yeah, I just leap off my horse and just smash him in the head with a hammer. <laughs> so what happened was, I, uh, I as he goes up and he swings at me and I go back and I lift up my holy symbol of Ayaz Medeus and I say, you will stand down and you will freeze under our god. And as I raise it, he like slowly starts to stop moving and paralyze as William's character hops off and flamingly busts a watermelon. Suffer not the bandit. Amen. Well, very good. That is a full round action. I am. I got my shield out, got my hammer out, ready to kill more people if they get too close. I also got healing for next turn if anyone needs. Okay, tug to Bina. I'm gonna take a foot step down here. I'm gonna trust me one. I'm gonna fire three oh. arrows. At who? This guy right here. Oh, concealment for each. Concealment? Yeah, he's up in a fucking tree. It's like his advantage point or something. Okay. Does a 17 hit? You roll concealment. 32. First one hits, roll damage. 11, piercing. That's good. I'm assuming that a 25 will hit. You get through concealment. Uh, 35. Okay, give me the total damage. Uh, I'm not done yet. Got a rapid shot. Okay. Uh, does, uh 13's not going to hit, is it? No. 
Okay. Uh, well, then all total, it'll be 24 damage. Very good. Thank you. Okay, this little sucker up here. Standing up, it's a move action, right? Yes. Does it trigger? Yes. I see. Really, Roger got an attack of opportunity. No, he's not doing that yet, then. He's going to go... But you took your hand off the piece. Chest cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to go ahead and full attack me. What? What? He'll take the negative four. Poor shit. Mm. No, you're fine, buddy. Does it? And damage me what? Heard. We're not done. That's a motherfucker. Yes, twelve. Twelve will not confirm. I'll take an additional nine damage. Does a twenty-five hit? Oh, that's Kirk confirm again. <laughs> wait, is it really? It doesn't yeah. hit. It doesn't hit. 19 confirm? Oh, oh, wait. It, yeah. It's threat range. But right, it's not but 20. Net it's 20. not 20, right. All right. Exactly. So it's good. Uh, you take all that damage. You take the uh, 21 damage. So that's roll for bleed. You will take four damage around until you staunch the bleeding. That ends his turn. Tug to Bina. Yes. You can take some shots. Okay. Didn't she just go? No, she's going to take some shots at her, I should oh, say. Oh, okay. I, I should clarify that. I do apologize. Certainly, bitch! Does a 19 hit? Nope. I sent Cyrix. Does a 16 hit? No. Does a 30 hit? Maybe. Maybe, huh? Yeah. Uh, okay. You take nine piercing, max damage. Okay. And a three will not hit. Meet one. No. Shoot that fucking okay. rogue! I am going to shoot him in the face. Okay, you have a negative four because he's prone. What? That should be like a positive four. How's that a negative? Uh, I believe it it. It's touch. Well, it yeah, is. think about it. You're kind of in the road. He's up on the hill, and he's flat on his fucking back, more or less. So you don't got much yeah, of a target. Yeah, pointing the shotgun directly at his forehead, and I'm probably yeah, going to miss again anyway. I know, I know, but right, it, right, it right. is a minus four. Okay, I miss. Don't you get two attacks yeah. since you're level six? Well, it's a shotgun, so you got probably got to reload it. I'm not sure how that works. Well, a ten definitely wouldn't, so. Okay, Mr. Bugrat. Fuck this shit. Um, I'm gonna rage and power attack the boy with the hammer. He's got a uh, minus four to AC, right? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, does a 29 confirm? It would. Uh, 51 points of damage. Uh, how do you want to kill him? Well, also, though, I think I miscalculated the uh, confirmation because I think that's a times three crit. That's fine. Um, Either way, he did a shit. I, I'm just gonna blast his head in with my hammer. Like it's sitting against a nice rock, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna smash it, smash it, so it's not there anymore. Very good. And then smile. Okay, there are no foot friggins left, Mister Barrister. Well, I guess here, um, look up at that person up there. I will. Uh, I'll just do nothing. Well, actually, how are you all looking on HP? Uh, I have twelve HP. I'll step over and I'll do a cure serious wounds. You heal for twenty four. Fuck yeah, Gavin. Very good. Mr. Galson. Are you are you not doing so hot there, Mr. Uh, I'm, I mean, Mr. I'm not going to die next turn, probably. I'm 23 HP. Anyone else looking low? I'm great now that Jamie hit me. So these fellows are up in trees, right? Yeah. Don't we still have that rogue prone? Oh, he's dead as shit. Uh, they are 30 feet up in the air with partial concealment. I see. Uh, this fella right here. Yeah. What is the range? 100 feet plus 10 per level. Uh, I'm going to cast Hold Person on him while he's up in the tree. What, what kind of... Oh, what, what, what kind of class are you? I'm a war priest. Ah. 
I got spells, baby. Let's see if uh, see if he can stay up in that tree and not shoot us. But uh, I'm gonna cast whole person on him. Uh, DC, it's a second level spell, so 15. Uh, he rolls a 14 for the save. Ooh, he is held person. Tugger. Uh, three arrows straight to this guy's fucking head. Roll concealment before you roll the hit. That'll hit. That'll hit. That will not hit. So roll your first two attacks. Uh, so does a 31 hit? It does. 17 piercing damage. Okay. Uh, does a 27 confirm? It does. Uh, 43 piercing damage. He falls from the tree. That's a total of 60 damage. Falls from the tree dead. Hagrabina, <laughs> you're a monster. I told you, I told you, the dagger to the crossbow. This is how you do it. It's a good luck charm. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're basically out of combat as long as you can maintain that whole person. So what do we want to do? Uh, I would like to stanch the bleeding. <laughs> okay, I guess roll a heal check or receive uh, magical healing. 18. I can only hold him for six rounds. Okay, that should do it. You're no longer bleeding. What do you want to do, uh, Mr. Bugrat? You get that tree. You want to get that tree. What's that mean? <laughs> No, I was, I was saying for Derek. Derek's going to get that tree. <laughs> Over Can you fuck. overcome the tree? Um, Just fucking charge straight through the tree and like the whole thing falls down. So like if I five foot step, would I be at the trunk? Yes. I'm going to attack the trunk. I pulled the stat block for a fucking tree. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you are not, not going to cut the tree down in the time, in six rounds. I, I didn't want to bring druids into this fight, but... But, I mean, everybody else is out of the combat. More or less, yeah. I mean, it's literally the only thing I can do. Um, well, go, I guess, roll to hit the tree. Uh, 21. Three, so that's going to do it. Roll damage. Uh, 25. I would say probably have hardness of either 5 or 10. It's true, but it uh, shows that hardness through shimmying and shaking. This man, as because he has held person, can in no way keep his balance. So as you shake the tree, it vibrates a lot near the top, and he falls from the tree. Uh, then I'll do the second attack on him with the 15. Well, he is a uh, held person, so you're going to hit. Uh, 23. Okay, you're doing this as a coup de grace or just a hit? Uh, I can't because I had to knock him down first and coup de grace full round action, so it's just a hit. You all can murder this man if you wish. Jamie, it's your turn. The man is down. He is nearly dead. I'm going to go over to our good friend here and I'm going to do a cure serious wounds on him. It's a meat one, meat one. 23. You Sam? heal for 23, Meatwad. Congratulations. Mr. Wall? Oh, man. To get up to it, that's a uh, full terrain, right? It's, yes. Can't even reach him in one turn. Stupid roads. Uh, does anyone else need healing? Well, I guess this is probably the end of this. So. I'll I'll, uh, I'll get as close as I can. Okay. Tell Nabina. Uh, five foot step, three arrows, straight through him. Okay, so he's, gonna, he's, he's prone, so he'll get the negative four. Uh, does a 12 or a 9 hit? No. Okay, does a 29 hit? Yeah. Okay, 13 piercing damage. You shoot. You shot the last living man of this group. He is dead. All the enemies are dead. Combat is officially over. That's hard to fucking use a bow, bitches. Yeah. All right, what do you want to do? To kill him? No, just what do you want to do in general as a party? Let's make sure that their items go to good use and uh, procure Check them. all their fucking gold. It. All right, I want to point out for all you pieces of fucking shit. That was a goddamn CR-11 bandit lord. So good job. Uh, <laughs> we did with so, good with job. some buffed up highwaymen backing them up who are all CR-6. So clearly... Tagrabina really took him down there. So what, what I'm saying is next time will be... I crit four times that round. I'm so happy yeah, for it. You didn't crit as much as the bandit lord did, that's for sure. <laughs> well, who won in the end? Me or the bandit lord? 
That was some bull. This the CR is fucking bullshit with you, asshole. Okay. <laughs> so, do you want to search not... the bodies? Yeah, a little bit. Perception checks. Oh, it's my worst stat. Oh wow, I rolled a thirteen. Oh, yeah. I rolled a twenty-six, William. I hope you die in a fire, you bitch. <laughs> I rolled a thirty. Sorry, Tagbabina. You gotta let me take this one. That's okay, man. You're okay. I only got to twenty-six. Okay, on them you found that the ban- the three bandits you killed were wearing spike chain leather armor. The two ban- uh, bandits in the tree were just wielding standard longbows, in addition to some leather armor. Bandit Lord has a rapier on him. Do you have identify or detect magic? I have detect magic. Okay. I also have detect magic. But no spellcraft. You can detect it if you like. Yes. I'll detect it. Oh, good. Uh, so would spellcraft tell you exactly what it is? Uh, an arcana checker spellcraft would, but I neither. I see. So, uh, so I just you, know it's magical. You certainly know it's magical. And as you search the rest of the bodies, again, on that Bandalord, you find a few potions of pure moderate, or a couple, I should say, of pure moderate wounds. This magical rapier. And on his back, you find a pack of gold. There's 500 gold pieces total in it. And with that perception check you made at a 30 wad, you see that strapped to his back was a dagger bearing a familiar symbol. It was the eye blocking an arrow that you also found on the Malthuni spy underneath Kragodon. So the plot thickens, perhaps. Does anybody, if you if you want to, you can roll knowledge history or knowledge local. How about knowledge nobility? I got a 19 on a history. Anybody else going to roll anything? No. You can do knowledge local. If you have it. I do. 14. That's good. Yeah, 16. Uh, Cedric, with the 19 history, you know that you've heard rumors that Malthun would send in spies into Nermathos disguised as highwaymen to help destabilize the country. Intelligence officers. Very good. All right. Is there anything else you want to do at the site? Nope. Let's wrap it up. Very good. You remount your horses and continue on your way. It's a mostly uneventful trip after this, and you rest for the night. Is there anything you'd like to do here? Cook. You wish to cook. Okay, who's cooking? Me. Knowledge local, my friend. Or survival. Okay, Sam. God damn. Samuel, Samuel, what was your part of the deal? Let's see, what are we making this time? I think that we're going to make burrito bowls with homemade tortilla chips. I am the chips. <laughs> the, chips the chips are completely oh, fine. A little bit style. Uh, Tug to me to t- describe the burrito bowl to me. It's delightful. It has rice with a lot of cilantro, lime, and freshly crushed black pepper. We've got some avocado, some corn, some beef, and a little bit of the leftover scrambled eggs that I had from a couple days ago, but I don't tell you that. The mud chips are overly salted and about one day stale. They're a little bit soggy, honestly. No, that's worse. <laughs> Very good. As you all eat this hearty meal, you will receive a plus one sacred bonus to any con saving throw. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's the worst one. Hey, it's it's a sacred meal. <laughs> the classic dwarven burrito bowl. The classic, yeah. All right. <laughs> it's so, it's so As you travel the next morning, again, through these plains, take us trees here and there, a few travelers. Nothing much eventful happens. But as you crest a large hill, you see before you something none of you have ever seen before. You see a very large river. It's at least 50 feet across, and there is one bridge across it with several people meandering around. Uh, you can't quite make them out, but go ahead and make a perception check. 29. Uh, of course, a 22. Okay, there. 
They're just a, a 20 feet. They're about a mile and a half away down this hill and across a plane leading to the bridge. You can see uh, the glittering of metal on their persons as if they're wearing armor. You can make out the tips of spears. And you also see on their side of the bridge a... Ooh, roll a knowledge, arcane, or nature. I don't got that. 26 nature. Okay, Mr. Bugrat. You see a wyvern touch down on the other side of the river. Oh, and you and you all know that this river marks the difference between Malthun and Nirmathas. The other side lies Malthun. This is a wyvern guarding the border. What is it? Some kind of dragon thing? It is. Oh, no, they're very different. Dragon thing. Oh, and, maybe not. And that is the end of this past visions broadcast week. And it's dark underground. And we do a close-up on Navi's face. Now, sir, I, I don't know what you're looking for. I don't know why you come to me. But I, I don't know if I can handle this anymore. So I'm willing to listen. And the camera pans. And there is a four-armed gargoyle standing in front of her. Now, Navi, it's... Only a bag I want. It's just a, a simple, simple thing, and I know he gave it to you, but let me tell you something. In war, love and loss and betrayal, those things are inevitable. But I can give you something that could fix all of your problems, and all I need is that little bag. You don't need to give me the things that you've pulled out of the bag. I just want the bag. You know, sir, he's given me so much heartache. He's given me so many problems. But my heart, I know I, I still love him. But I don't want to. I really don't want to. Give me the bag and you'll forget him forever. Tears stream down Navi's face as she pulls the bag out and puts it in the hands of Galarian and he snaps his fingers who are you? our scene changes we're in a forest close to Long Shadow two humans walk through Eliana and Greg and they eventually approach clearing oh it's good to see you we haven't seen you since things went sideways in Kadira. Yeah, it's it's been a long time, but it's good to see you again, Salvador. We've we've talked to our daughter-in-law, and I thank you, thank you for letting us have this opportunity. There's only one thing that's kind of weird out of this, and I think you probably already understand. She claims our Greg was the woodsman. Mm. Yes, this is true. I am afraid it has been outside of our plans to tell you. But now you know. I think that things are shaping up in a direction that is very, very interesting. The woodsman is past. The soldier 
has passed. The dealer has passed. And all those years ago, when I gave them what they needed to move on, it seems all for naught. But by Aladdin's name, we we cannot give up. Do you understand? Yes, Salvatore. You will do whatever it is you need. And the camera shifts from the faces of Eliana and Greg to a creature sitting on a tree stump. A small red fox. And that's the end of our broadcast week. Dun, dun, dun. I would kill that fox. That fox is dead to me. What? It was a CR-11 bandit. podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo.